0: Welcome back to the In The Dugout Podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs-Meyer, Joey Nagel, and Alex Jefferson. Boys, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday? Hi. Not feeling 500 anymore. Not feeling 500. We are over 500. We're rolling. We are rolling, rocking and rolling. Um... <laughs> I feel like anytime we have a positive episode, there's kind of fall off a cliff after that. So we'll hope that oh, doesn't yeah. happen. We'll stay kind of neutral here. But right now we are, it's a fact sitting over 500, um, not just a game over 500, multiple games over 500, three, three games over 500. That's very cool. Uh, so since the time we last talked, we played the guardians and we were halfway through the series with the blue Jays right now. They play again in about a half hour for game three, took two out of three, from the Guardians. Let's start there. Um, at Fenway Park, we lose game one two to five. That really was just a loss. Like there's not much else there. Pavetta <laughs> gave up four. Durant had three doubles and we lost like I, it's just a loss. It happens. I don't there's nothing really that stands out there for me in a positive way. Jared Durant two doubles or three doubles. Sorry. Awesome. He's been a doubles machine extra base hit machine. He obviously hasn't been with the big club the whole season. But he's already like in the top five in the AL and doubles, which is crazy. Great defense too. That's another thing that I've noticed. Like that that really jumps out to you when he's playing. We know how bad he was in center field last year. There's no <laughs> other way to put it. And like he he's getting the balls that you know Kike wouldn't get to out in center field, and he's making great plays. I love the confidence that he's playing with too. His personality has clearly changed. He seems a lot more comfortable. It's awesome to see. Pulling up the stats here, 84th percentile outs above average in center field. That's good. That's pretty good. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's awesome to see cuz like you said, defense was the problem. You knew that he had the speed. You knew he could hit when when he when he was hot uh and the defense was a problem he's shown that he has worked on that and he's got a lot better looks a lot better he made a, a great sliding catch i believe in that series and that's huge because adam duvall is the guy who went down which is the reason jaron duran's up adam duvall is a great defender in center field so you didn't want to have that you didn't want to have a deficit in your defense that drastic um and jaron duran has really made up that gap and shown that he can be a competent fielder out there and even above average fielder as those, as those analytics show. So that's great. I mean, I'm huge on the Jaron Duran train I love Jaron Duran. I'm going to say, I love Jaron Duran. Um, I am very excited to see if he can keep this up, but right now he's shown that there's no reason why he can't.
1: I was terribly critical of Jaren, uh, Jaron Duran earlier. Um, I feel a little bad about it now, but he he looks great. Um, it's really, really, really exciting because he's an easy player to like, um, especially with Duval gone. like um, it gives me it gives the Red Sox a lot of hope. you're you're above 500 and you got a guy that at the beginning of the season was really your only hope um, coming back eventually. So good things looking up. Thank yeah. you, Duran.
0: Thank you, Duran. Yeah? No, I mean, he's everything you could ask for in, in a replacement bench player like that. Um, moving on to game two, eight to seven, win a walk-off win. Thanks to Alex Verdugo. Uh, before that though, Brian Bayo. So Garrett Whitlock's injured. He's on the injuries list with some elbow injury, some ulnar, whatever. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Um, but Brian <laughs> came back to make, that, by the way, you got an update. Yeah. Some good news. Uh, he doesn't feel the symptoms of that anymore. He's resumed throwing. So it doesn't look like it'll be a long-term thing. I mean, if you take enough Advil, you can do anything. That's kind of my theory. So anyways, sure. Brian Bayo comes back and he pitched great. Five innings, one run, six Ks. That's that's the Brian Bayo that we thought we were going to see this season. So that was great to see. Uh, and then Brazier came in, did Ryan Brazier things, gave up three because he sucks at baseball and life, honestly. <laughs> but then Alex Verdugo saves the day with a walk-off single against one of the best closers in the game, too, for the Guardians Classe, So that was, I mean, awesome. <laughs> Alex Verdugo, obviously, we'll get to it in the Blue Jays series, but he had another walk-off. He's been a walk-off machine. He has been Mr. Walk-off. He has, like, they show, like, the the analytic on on Nesson of, like, most walk-off hits in a season or whatever, and it's, like, David Ortiz with, like, a stupid number, and Alex Verdugo is, like, right there under him. He's got three already, and it's May 3rd. So that's pretty telling right there of the, the clutch factor that Alex Verdugo is bringing to the table.
2: Um, if you look at his like savant page, literally like every single bubble is red. Uh, oh my God. It's like, like Christmas. Defeated, Everything's red. It's no, unbelievable. No, he's, he's playing out of his mind. Um, and like, it's not just that he's also like hitting really well. Uh, his defense has been excellent. Um, so it's yeah, nice compared to it have- to
0: last year, 13th percentile outs above average in right field. And right now he's at 90. It's huge. Alex wasn't lying. Everything on his Savant page is read. This is, this is really awesome to see. It's just crazy how, how, how much of a turnaround he's, he's playing for that bag and he's going to get
1: one. I have a quick comments. It is awesome to see these walk-offs, especially with the context of all the whining about these new rules and the shift and stuff. Um, it is really exciting baseball these days, especially with those walk-offs and like Mm -hmm. walk-off singles are just so much easier to get now. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm like a really, I'm a really, really big fan of it. Um, And you say that David Ortiz number, like that can be a lot, that's a lot easier to beat nowadays. Um, It's just fun to watch, but free is crazy. That guy's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also the Red Sox too. Like they lead the league in comeback wins. So they've shown that they have that fight in them that they're not just going to give up on games they're going to battle back and find ways to win they've done that so far alex verdugo has led the charge in that um it's interesting gary how you bring up like the the rule change because i didn't really think about the impact that has that definitely has an impact like the shifts like um allow for a lot more hits there have been statistically this came out with a report showing the kind of results early results of the rule changes there have been more hits more stolen bases more action i've enjoyed watching baseball games more they've been taking less time it's been great across the board. This We talked about uh, over and over this offseason and at the beginning of the season how we don't care if the Red Sox win the World Series. We just want them to be exciting to watch and fun to watch. And sitting here right now, I've had a blast watching them. So I, I think that that is a, a positive trend. And they're winning. They're three games over five hundred. So there's really not too much to complain about with a team that doesn't have a lot of expectations and is kind of really playing well right now.
1: I could care less about being three games over 500 simply for the fact that we are better than the new york yankees (laughs) and oh my god is that exciting the ability to text my buddy kevin daly and rub it in his face makes me so incredibly happy it is awesome it i i know i would knock on wood but man does that feel good um gosh I love that. I needed to make a comment about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I uh, say that my, a long time.
0: One of my followers said every any day that we're over the Yankees in the standings is a great day, and today is a great day. So Hear that, yeah. Game three against the Guardians to get the series win—a nice, clean seven to one win. Do you know why we won that game, seven to one? Because Christopher Allen Sale is back. Six and the third <laughs> innings. One run allowed, no walks, five strikeouts. It was the first time that Sale went over six innings, allowing one run or less since August 2019. Chris Sale back. Feels like every pod where like Chris (laughs) Sale is toast. Chris, One or the other. Chris Sale is
2: toast. Chris Sale de- overreaction podcast. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it just depends on whether he pitched at home for that week or not. It seems. I'm it's
0: telling you. I'm telling you. It's there's something there. He can only pitch at home. There's something there.
2: It totally I, is. I that that I makes sense know. to me. I, I, I mean, it cool. could could totally be a mentality thing, like just being comfortable at home.
0: I'm more comfortable at home than when I'm at some random person's house. <laughs> so exactly makes sense. Yeah, think um, about it. If you were working from home, but at actually at someone else's house, I'd be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. And then, when, you're working, when you're working from home, you don't have to wear pants. Chris hates wearing <laughs> pants. Yeah.
2: Well, and, you know, nobody's chirping him in Boston. Well, that's not true. Well, but... well Garrett is. Uh...
0: <laughs> Garrett's up there in hey, the back man. of the grandstand. You suck, guy.
1: Hey, man, hey, I, I, no, I usually I'm actually not the kind of guy to yell stuff like that. Um, I just come on the pod and talked about him behind his back, I guess. I'm yeah, terribly. A, I'm definitely a moral person there. Yeah.
0: OK, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, but no. was oh, uh, great. Uh, oh. Sorry. No, uh, a related point on like the, the at home thing. It really does matter, like the, the mindset when you go in and play. Um, and sort of something I forgot to say is they the Red Sox like are having all these comeback wins. It's because they're not deflated when they blow these leads because they're yeah. like <laughs> they're used to it. Like imagine you're on a team where you you instead of like actually being upset that your team just went down a bunch of runs, you just shrug your shoulders because you've been there a hundred times before. Um, and it's all sort of just that mindset thing, that culture thing. Uh, it's good to see because the Red Sox are going to need that. Um, maybe less now with Chris Sale, but.
0: And I think also part of the reason why that the comebacks has been, have been happening and why that's kind of part of our team's identity, I think is because of the team construction. Like we've talked about how this is a team that finds ways to get on base more than just slugs home runs. That's shown like they're, they're moving guys base to base. They're getting on base and they're finding ways to drive guys in, not just hitting homers all the time. Yeah, they're hitting homers. That's cool. But they're finding other ways to score runs too that's huge for making comebacks and chipping away at bullpens and pitching staffs. Yeah. They're letting the power come naturally this year. It definitely feels like that, especially last year with the power outage. I, I was hoping that they wouldn't try too hard to hit home runs this year. Just it, it's almost like the Alex Verdugo approach where you just exactly, you take what you can get and the power comes naturally. And we're, I think Alex Verdugo kind of represents what's happened to this entire team um they're taking what they can what they get let the power come naturally and just you know don't get your head down when you go behind we saw that way too many times last year with players just kind of sulking whenever they blew a lead or whenever they lost the game we don't see that as much with this team if if at all and it's it's refreshing to have because there are guys on this team that grind they want to win guys like Justin Turner he's been there he knows what he's doing And I think he's setting a great example in the clubhouse. These guys are just playing with no pressure. Yeah, I mean, I had a coach in my days of early baseball that used to always say, if you pout, you're out. So this team's (laughs) not pouting, and they're not uh, getting out. So there you go. Um, Back to Chris Sale real quick, though. (laughs) Not only was he just good, looked better at home, a lot of the, the statistics kind of backed it up again. Like, he was... Missing bats, missing barrels. He was getting people to whiff. And that's something that didn't happen uh, in his previous start, where, as we said, he only had two, um, was it two swings and misses? Or what was it? Two missed barrels? Whatever. Yeah. So this past start showed a lot more um, positive signs. But again, he could go out next start and just totally fall apart again because what he's done this year is he'll have one good, one bad, one good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Chris Sale. Chris Sale is an enigma. This was a great start. I enjoyed it. Hopefully he can keep it up. I don't know.
1: No, we take it in the macro. We wait, wait a little bit, and, um, and then you sort of judge it. He's got to perform over a whole season, and uh, the big thing about him is making it to the end of the season. True. Um, so we just got to, got to wait on him.
2: I I was just going to say like I don't think there's any utility in trying to predict what he's going to do. Like I think it's useless. You can't. I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's just a roll of the dice every single time. Like some we might get he might be on, he might be off. There's no way we can predict it and we just kind of have to like hope that it's good. And if no, it's bad, hope, it's... hope the bullpen comes to play. I don't even
0: think that he knows when he's going out to the mound if it's going to be good or bad. <laughs> Like He's just been so much of a puzzle. There's just no one out there who can predict what's going to happen when he gets on the mound. Um, And Garrett's right. Like Just take it big picture, see how he does after a larger sample size. It's still May. He's still figuring things out. Still start-by-start basis. We'll see. Um, It's encouraging. Every good start that he has is encouraging because it shows that he can still do that. Uh, And we'll just take it step-by-step and see what he does next time out. Yeah, but no, we win that game. Connor Wong homers. Connor Wong has been phenomenal. He actually... We'll talk about him a little bit more on the offensive side, but defensively, I think Chris Sale prefers Connor Wong now over Reese McGuire. I think a lot of, of the pitchers do because Connor Wong is making a name for himself as one of the better defensive catchers in the game now. His his pitch calling, framing, and, and just everything he's doing behind the plate has been up there um, in the top of the league. Joey, do you have the stats on that? Or Alex, um, Connor Wong? He is, I believe, he is still first in defensive run saved among catchers. And then to test the game calling his pop time, I think has been incredible 88th percentile. I mean, he's, he's thrown out almost 50% of the runners this year. It's pretty crazy. Um, in a season where a lot more stolen bases are happening too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Compare him to Reese McGuire. McGuire can't throw anyone out and Wong's throwing everyone out.
2: Yeah. He's also, um, blocking more balls. than McGuire is like, you know, he's not letting as many balls get past him. Um, He is three uh, caught stealings above average compared to the rest of the MLB. He's got a 42% rate at catching steals uh, so far this year, which is very, very good. And his pop time is 1.88, which is, like, pretty close to what Real Muto is. Uh, And if that's any measure of if that's good or not, like... The best it's
0: catcher good. in the world. So Can yeah. you talk about his speed too. Connor Wong's fast. fast. Yeah. I it's it's really all of those things together. It's incredible thinking about how this is a guy who was like this minor league catching prospect who we didn't know what we're gonna get from him. He comes into this year, like, okay, we'll give him a shot. We talk about how Alfaro should take his spot on the roster. We didn't even really want Wong for the most part. And he came in as a backup catcher, and now he's kind of like the stats literally show that. He is like the best defensive catcher in the game right now. That is wild and really good. This is the guy you got in the Mookie Best trade that everyone kind of wrote off as, oh, that was one of the worst trades ever. Not great, whatever. But between Verdugo and Wong now, it's kind of showing, okay, we actually got some really good value back from that trade. Connor catching The catcher position is a very tough position where it's hard to find guys who are good on both sides of the ball. You get a good defensive catcher, they probably don't hit that good. You have a good hitting catcher, Jorge Alfaro, they don't field that good. Field that well. Sorry, let me use proper grammar. We're professionals here. Um, but here's Carter Wong. He's hitting bullets off the wall. He's hitting them out. He's one of the best defensive catchers. He's fast. Like He's showing that he has a whole bunch of tools that can provide a lot of value on this Red Sox team, and it's awesome to see.
2: He's um he's third he's the third fastest catcher in the MLB right now according to Servant which is There you go. And that's probably like second on the team behind like only Duran uh, in terms of speed which is incredible that our catcher is our second fastest player really yeah. odd but um great yeah I I want to apologize
0: um <laughs> I remember earlier this year I was I really wrote off Connor Wong and I said that we should just send him down <laughs> um I really apologize for that. That was bad on my part. Uh my credibility is basically shot so no one listened to me anymore. My my <laughs> opinions on players not named Brian Brazier are no
2: longer deemed valid.
1: It seems like we were wrong about him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine laugh out of Jason by the way.
0: That was good. Um <laughs> we were wrong about him. Um <laughs> Yeah, anyways, in that Game 3 against the Guardians, Connor wong Uh Verdugo also had two hits and three RBIs, and Jaron Duran hit another double, because all he does is hit doubles. That's a series win. Two out of three from the Guardians. See you later. Thanks for coming out. Blue Jays come into town. We're like, oh no, here we go. Every time the Blue Jays come into town, something goes wrong. They blow up for like 28 runs, and <laughs> we're playing football out here at Fenway Park. But so far, Game 1, win. Game 2, win. And we've at least split the series. If we lose the next two games, we split the series, which that alone is great against the Blue Jays. But we have the potential to even win more here. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Game one, 6-5 to five walk-off win. Kluber, seven punchies. How about that? Four walks. <laughs> Don't need to talk about that. Whatever. Strikes out seven. Decent start. Um, three runs. Great. And then we're winning that game. Josh Winkowski comes in. It's been great this year. Blows the save, but not his fault because Kike Hernandez cannot feel the baseball at shortstop. That was awful. If you watch that game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's out there at the shortstop, <laughs> spot just chucking balls into the fifth row, chucking balls 20 feet to the right of Tristan Casas or whoever is playing first. And this comes so after funny. he made this incredible play. The next play, he just airmail. Like, <laughs> And then um, he tried to turn a double play. And I think he threw it over the dugout. Not in he threw it over the dugout. If the if the net wasn't there, he would have been someone in like the in like the 21st round. That rough. ball would have been up in someone's nachos if that net wasn't there. <laughs> but bring it down. You're not in the outfield chucking it home. Like let's simmer down here. Um but ultimately yeah. he has two errors in that inning, and that's the reason why. Uh, when Kowski blows the save or loses the, the save, um, that was bad. That was really bad. I let's not forget talking about um apologies. I want to say sorry for saying that Kiki Hernandez was gonna win a gold glove at shortstop because <laughs> I think he's gonna win the opposite of that. It's He's nowhere close to gold glove defense at shortstop. He's been abysmal defensively there. I don't know why, because he's a good fielder. You put him in center field, he's going to be a stud for you. He's been good at second base. But for whatever reason, when he's at that shortstop position, he he turns into just the worst fielder imaginable. He's like handling in left field. It's just awful.
2: He is in the very first percentile of outs <laughs> above average. Oh um, no,
0: he is literally
2: the worst in outs above average. There is no one yeah. in baseball who who is worse. He's he's currently at negative seven. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of predictable. If you look at his past seasons, he's never had a positive defensive season at a middle infield spot. Um, at least not since he was like on the Dodgers. Uh so I don't know. I feel like he's kind of. Played out his utility role of, you know, playing middle infield and should be kind of sticking to outfield for us, especially <laughs> since we have prospects like Valdez and also like Arroyo starting to swing the bat a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah. TK's Arroyo also just should like be not hitting. short. I don't know why. I don't know why. He like, Arroyo,
0: and I'm not saying Arroyo is like a gold glover either. He's just more competent at shortstop. He should be playing there every day. Yeah, Arroyo's not going to chuck it into the tarp <laughs> like. It's so bad that like every time Kike makes a throw to first, you have to hold your breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like rookie Devers where you just didn't know where the ball was going to go when it when it went over that way. Well, um, I don't think but, Kike just, knows where
2: it's going either.
0: He doesn't. You can tell that he just says no clue what's happening out there. Um, he leads the league in in errors, by the way. The whole entire Major League Baseball, he leads them in errors. So shocking! Not not he ideal should, uh, there.
1: He should start crow hopping. Just you know, get himself back in the rhythm. Just crow hopping, rifle mm-hmm. one to the first baseman.
0: I think rifling is the last thing he needs to do. He needs to just slow down. Like, oh, well. start just get the ball, just sprint to first base, and just underhand it. Yeah, it should be like John Lester. He couldn't throw the first, so he just underhanded it every time. Yeah, just hand it to him.
2: <laughs> like, you're giving it's him, like, a, that you...
0: a hot dog. Just, here you go,
2: pal. It's funny that you mentioned that defensive play that he made, like, the actual good one, because yeah. the MLB did, like, an Instagram post of, like, the top five <laughs> plays of the first day of May, and that was number one. <laughs> um. And it's funny that they only showed that one and not immediately what followed afterwards, but...
0: No, I appreciate it. Just ignore the bad. Focus on the good. <laughs> yeah, hey, if you focus getting, on the like, good, the is, the is the best shortstop stop in the it. league.
2: Blissfully <laughs> ignorant is what that is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That plus the time where he chucked the ball into the umpire's rib cage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, do you remember a fl- I think it was last week when an ump like got in his way. Yeah, that's what I'm talking like- about. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was funny. Um, but then Alex Verdugo bails out his teammate. Kike even posted on stories like, thanks to Verdugo for bailing out me um, from that garbage show. Uh, Dugo with the walk-off homer. I remember watching this game. You know that Alex Verdugo is leading the team in walk-offs. He has that clutch in him. He's been hitting like crazy. He's on fire. He comes up with was the game. Yeah, the game was tied. He steps into the box. and like, we might win it right here. Like, he might do this. Is he going to do this? He hits it. It's in the air. I'm like, no way. He just did it. He did it. He walks it off with a home run. And I. it just feels like it's the same thing on repeat. Alex Verdugo walking it off for the Red Sox to win. Like we mentioned before, that was his third walk-off of the season already in May. And it's unbelievable how he just has that ability to just win games.
2: It's it's something we sorely miss without like a real... I mean, that's not true. We do have a star. We have Devers. But, like, it's nice to have more than one player that you trust going up, like, down one, runner on second, like, two outs. Like, it's nice to have somebody else that you trust to be up there and be clutch.
0: That's true. That's actually a good point. Um, Because if you think about this lineup, like, it's not just, like, Verdugo's caring. We'll get into it. But there's a lot of guys producing. Uh, Yeah, but Verdugo is the clear cut. Like, you want that guy up in that kind of situation. And he comes through. Um, and it's also, I mentioned how we bailed out Kike. That is a trait of a good team. You pick your teammates up and you find ways to, to win and cover up the bad parts. That's exactly what they did. And that's exactly what you want from a team trying to battle in a very competitive division.
2: Well, I also, what I've noticed is this team is very, it's, they're not aggressive at the plate. They wait for pitches they can hit. Um, they're 4% below league average in terms of first pitch swinging. They're only sw- swinging at the first pitch about every fourth batter, which is super different than how they used to be playing last year where they would just go guns blazing, like let's grip r- it and rip it and try and hit a home run. And I think that's yeah. also been part of their success because they're wearing pitchers down, making them throw more pitches.
0: Yeah, and that's great. Um Speaking of home runs, though, in that same game, Jaron Duran did homer. And Emmanuel Valdez had his first major league homer too. He has shown that he can hit so far at the major league level. Like he's not just awful. He's good. Yeah, we can't steal. His defense has been a little bit better. He's still not a star defender, but it's not as bad as it first was when he came up. So that's very promising. I I like what he's doing. Um, Love his swing. He goes opposite field. Um, he's yeah. gone off field a few times off the monster. It's a, it's a great thing to see, especially out of a rookie. Yeah. And, and a lefty too, if you're a lefty who's using the monster, you're going to be successful at Fenway park.
2: It's, it's nice to see like this young infield is like, I mean, obviously with the exception of shortstop, like, cause Kike's you know, 31 <laughs> or whatever, but <laughs> like, it's nice to see that like these young pieces that like we've been promised by, um, by Heim are starting to actually do something. It's it's really refreshing, and it like makes me, as a fan, be way more optimistic about like going to games and stuff.
0: Well, there is one exception to that in the infield. Tristan Casas, who has just not really figured it out yet. We've talked about him on this show. We talked about how he's, he's walking. That's cool. But he really just has – he's one of the guys who's still kind of staggered behind and has not really broken out yet. And people are not happy about it. There are a lot of people in the comments like, why is Tristan Casas still on this team? Send him down to AAA. Uh, Bobby Dolbeck's better. Nah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, he, he has not been good so far this season. And I don't know when he will be <laughs> or what to do.
2: Bobby doesn't give you the walks that Casas does. True. Also, Casas is sunbathing again. So, that's like,
0: dangerous. That's dangerous. Saying.
2: Like, I think I, Joey, were you the one who sent it in the group chat of him? Like tanning in like the. In
0: bullpen? Bullpen. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you, if he starts going back to his roots and, and the stuff that worked for him in the minor leagues, he's going to start setting baseballs into, into New Hampshire. Like it's, it's going to be a mess. Watch I've, out for that.
2: I liked him defensively, especially over the last few days. Um, like he's made, he he's got some good stretch. Uh, he's picked some <laughs> balls. There have been issues, but like, I mean, he's still just adjusting. And like, when when you're constantly shuffling the infield pieces from second base and shortstop, like different throw angles and stuff like that, it can be hard to adjust. So,
1: I um I don't know if there's anything to do about Casas other than just wait for a long time. Um, yeah. Where the Red Sox are in the season, where the Red Sox are on a within six years type outlook. Um, Take a deep breath. I feel like uh, the story about someone like um, Bobby Dahlbeck is a good way to learn. Um, Sort of you need confidence to play, and now's the year we at least show him we have some confidence in him even when he's not playing well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just got to give him time. That's what I said last week, and I think one thing that could help him is... There's not as much pressure on him. Like with Dahlbeck, it was like you need to be our starting first baseman. You need to produce. Casas has got the the starting job. There's not really anyone else trying to come for it. Um, like Dahlbeck's not an option at first base anymore. Like that ain't happening. We're putting him at stop in the minors yeah. too. So Casas, you're going to be the first baseman. If you need time to figure it out, Justin Turner will take some take some innings, take some games at first. But you're the guy. Take your time, figure it out, and you don't need to be the centerpiece of this offense. You don't need to be batting fourth or fifth and, and driving people in. You have Alex Verdugo. You have Justin Turner. You have Masataki Yoshida. You have even the catchers, Cardinal Wong Reese, McGuire, are contributing. Like you have guys up and down. Jaron Duran has taken a lot of pressure off. You have guys up and down the lineup who are going to produce offensively. You don't need to be the centerpiece of our offense. So take a step back, take a deep breath, and just try to find your game again. Try to find who you are, and, and the hitting's going to come. He's a very talented guy with a lot of power, and it's going to come. So I'm not – as bad as he's been, I'm not worried about him yet. Again, it's May. It's been a month into the season. It takes time. He's adjusting. Give him time.
1: The sunbathing thing is whack. The sunbathing thing is whack. What? what?
0: Don't knock it till you try it. You need those, those vitamin D
1: Dude, uh, people – actually, I'm not going to say that. People have tried to convince me that vitamin D is, like, going to save me. Some of the stuff people do to get their vitamin D, like tanning, tanning their butts, whatever the heck people do to get their vitamin D, I don't know if I believe all vitamin that. Vitamin D man. is very be... important. I, I'm outside, but this guy's tanning before games? I just don't get it. He's becoming it. one with the field. That's right. Is he, like, doing yoga? Is he, like, like putting himself through breathing? Is he, like, thinking? It's like meditation, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe you should try it. Maybe you should try it.
1: Hey, I feel like I feel like, I feel like you Meditate. and Casas would hit it off, dude. Yeah. Scalling <laughs> me weird? Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> no. It's just I two vibrant personalities. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess... No, I guess that's a good point. I don't... I do do some strange things, but... We talked about this
0: before. Like, what Red Sox player you'd want to grab a beer with? Tristan Costas has to be up there. Yeah,
1: Verdugo's up there too.
0: Yeah, Verdugo's a guy. I love them. I I would love to hang out with him. I compared. I was watching him the other day, and I said to my friend, "I was like, he reminds me of Jack Harlow."
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my God, bro! What's wrong with you, Jack Harlow?
2: Jason's been on his Jack Harlow wave for what
1: is it a year now?
0: No, nah, we're getting there, but Jason, you know there's a, like
1: like Spotify gets released like a thousand songs every hour or something like that, and you know like a lot of them oh, are good, right? You want you, like want, you want me to upset, upset you? That.
0: You know who I've been huge on lately? I listen to them every day.
1: Nickelback. <laughs> I, they are <laughs> fire.
0: Fire, so good. Nickelback listen to the, has some bangers.
1: They do. I probably listen to Nickelback more than Jack Harlow to be honest. I, Less I feel, okay. to me. It's okay. I feel like I remember a Red Sox
2: player having a Nickelback walk-up song like growing up, but I can't put my finger on who it was. I'll
1: just want to be big. I, rock like stars and... oh, I think geez, that one
2: drew. He would. They uh they honored Jason Bay at one of the games the other day, and I that just like. That warms my heart. I remember, like, I was at a, a game when I was a kid, and Jason Bay like pimped a three-run walk-off over the monster.
1: But That's
2: yeah, a wait, the at, at, at a Red Sox game. Red
0: Sox game, Jason Bay.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that weird?
0: We got to get Daniel Nava in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, game two against the Blue Jays last night, seven to six win. Uh, that was. Ding dong Connor Wong at the door with two homers, a four for four game. And as Garrett said, we were wong about Connor Wong. For, that real, for game, real. Dude, that was the Connor Wong game. Four for four, two homers, including the go ahead homer in the eighth. That was different three maker. Should have been three. Yeah. One of those doubles would have been out in most parks. So yeah, that incredible performance from Connor Wong.
2: Yoshida also like extended his hitting streak and like continues. Oh, to just, Yoshi's like, been on fire! Oh, it's I have it
0: in the podcast topics here. I just have Masayoshi is a dog. <laughs> he's been playing out of his mind. He we were worried about him. We're like, I don't know, he's not adjusting to Major League Baseball. Like I don't know here, and then he's just like, everybody shut up and just went crazy. Hey. <laughs> he's hitting two ninety eight now. That's nuts. Yeah, what are his stats in like the last 10 games? Well, isn't it like 430? Okay, so on Baseball Savant, you can see a player's, um, their ex Woba over their past 50 plate appearances. So it, it's similar to OPS. Um, his is just <laughs> diagonal line straight up. Like, <laughs>
2: it's like a there's check no mark. other
0: way to put it. it. It's as steep as it can get. I'm gonna have to send you guys a picture of this. Joey, I'm looking
2: at it right now.
0: It's just straight up. You can tell. Like, Like every game, he's just doing something. He's been on fire, and that is so huge for us because we didn't know what he was going to be in the major leagues. Like, he's technically a rookie. He's never played Major League Baseball before, and he was starting to struggle. He was hitting every single ball into the ground, and he was ice cold, and then he just explodes, starts hitting. The power has been incredible. He's hitting doubles. He's hitting homers and we thought we didn't even know. We thought he was going to be a leadoff guy. We thought he was going to be a singles guy, get on base, but he has shown that he's one of the better power hitters on our team. So I can't even, um, I can't even, uh, describe how huge that is for the Red Sox.
2: His, um, not to mention his OBP is like near 400. Like that's a Ted Williams type number. Um, Having an OBP like close to or over 400. And I think it all stems from Yoshi. Like he just doesn't strike out. Like, he doesn't. Ever. Here um, we
0: go. I found something. So MLB posted yesterday, this was before last night's game, that during his 11 game hitting streak, he's batting 419 with seven extra base hits and 11 RBIs. And that's before he homered last night. So there you go. Dogs.
2: Nice he's hitting it everywhere like yeah. it's not like he's just hitting the like every time he hits the ball to the left side of the field it's like a single or a long double and then whenever he hits to the right side it's it's gone um there's there's more pop to the right side but that like makes sense um but still like i mean you can't complain about anything he's doing
0: no it's great to see and it's huge for this offense one thing i want to talk about though real quick is he's been Corey's been putting him in the two spot, moving Devers to the four spot. Hate and it. I know that we don't like that. So, what are we doing here? He he's hitting fourth tonight, and Devers is hitting second. He listened. Hey, Corey listened to me. I <laughs> shot him what? a text last night.
2: Devers oh. has been so much better out of the Hold two on. hole than he has been out of the four hole. So that's that's a good a good call on Corey's part, Joey. Thank you for sending that text.
0: Yeah, bro, that's not even of true. Devers. Yoshi's hitting two. Devers hitting four, still. Unless uh, I got it wrong, did I get it wrong? I don't know, maybe I saw a different lineup. Uh one quick stat about Devers. Um he might be the most unlucky player in baseball right now and he's still leading the American League in home runs. Um just real quick, I discovered this last night. So, uh for reference, batting average on balls in play pretty self-explanatory. So, Last year, Devers hit three, his uh, BABIP was 329, the year before 307, the year before 325. So in that range this year, it is currently 210, which is astronomically low. So what that tells me is Raphael Devers is about to get scorching hot any day now. He's going to explode.
2: He's also, um, he's the type of player that like every year he has like quiet April and he just gets better and better as the season goes along. And it's funny because uh, was...
0: quiet April included 10 home runs.
2: No, I was going to say like if this is his quiet like first month of the season, then I'm like, if I'm the rest of the MLB, I'm terrified for what's about to come. Yes,
0: yes exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be dangerous. Like a, a a team that is winning and producing offensively, without Rafael Devers being at his peak, that's dangerous because once Rafael Devers becomes Rafael Devers and starts launching balls to the moon all over the place, you're going to be going home crying, and it's going to be awesome. Damn. I'm excited for that. It's hitting fourth tonight. That's annoying. It is, it is annoying. Call Core up again. Let him know.
2: Um, what are you doing also, like going back to Yoshi a little bit, I just I think it's like we were you, – Jason, you mentioned how he was like hitting every ball into the ground um he's now leveled that out his average launch angle on balls and play is now positive that's so that's, is, that's very good <laughs> the, and and he was like negative 27 degrees through like the first 10 15 games so the fact that he's managed to turn it around that fast just shows you how hard and full, like long all of these hits that he's been having are dude he yeah. doubled his batting
0: average in a week it's unbelievable. It's really I've unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. He went from, I, at one point, I think it got down to like 170. And now it's at 300. It's just ridiculous. He went through a it's stretch, like I remember. sliders down in video games. He went from like Hall of Fame to rookie. It's Literally, he changed the hard. difficulty. I remember there was a stretch after he hit that first homer into the monster seats and the, and the kid wouldn't give the ball back. I believe he was hitting like 083. And so the fact that his average is as high as it is now shows how much he just kind of really went off. And it's great. Baseball is a game of adjustments and Yoshi had a problem. It wasn't working and he made adjustments very quickly um, and, and found a way to produce again and produce in a big way. It's awesome to see.
1: All right. I, do I like gotta...
0: Alec, uh, live, live update. Alec Manoa, very strange. Uh, decided to come out of the bullpen right as the game was starting, and he's slowly l- walking across the field, delaying the game. <laughs> I, I said it <laughs> once. I don't know if I said it on air yet, so I'm going to say it right now. Uh, there's going to be a fight tonight at Fenway. Manoa, Verdugo, something's going to happen. Something's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah, Manoa, Like 7, Manoa, 12 PM. I, I got a real problem with that guy for, you know – he. Why do, you, why do you go after Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero after striking them out? Like that's- Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know the history, Alec Manoa, the pitcher for the Blue Jays, it, he's a very outspoken guy, really shows his emotions. Last year, he strikes out Franchi, he strikes out Bobby Dahlbeck, and he gets all fired up and starts chirping them. Not just excited on the mound, he's like, Yo, you guys suck. He's like, chirping them as they walk back. Like, you struck out Franchi Cordero and Bobby Dahlbeck. Like, do you want a sticker? Like, cool. You just took the trash out to the curb. Like, it's not that hard to do. And <laughs> out of all the guys you could chirp at, he's chirping at them. Wild. And so, Verdugo a few weeks ago says something about how he's all for celebrating, but celebrate with your own team. Don't come after the other team for striking the mound, Celebrate with yourself. Celebrate with your own team. So, there's been kind of this history. Uh, bad blood, maybe, between Verdugo and Manoa. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen between them. If anything's going to happen, I don't know. Maybe they talked and got over it. I don't know, but there is history, so we'll see. For, uh, Manoa you is know, a very fiery guy.
1: It's like, I, it's like I always say, bad blood breeds better baseball. So True. We. True I even. haven't
0: seen a good baseball fight in a while, so I'd, I'd love to catch one here. Best the Yankees and Red Sox ever are is when they're at each other's throats. So that's right. I like when tensions are high and Dave O'Brien's uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta head out, guys. But um, Love good you. luck with the rest of the pod. Uh, All right, see you. Peace. Peace. Um,
0: I would like to mention one more thing about that game two win yesterday. Two more things. Alex Verdugo had another two doubles. Stayed hot. Rob Ref Snyder exclusively getting starts against lefties and being injected into the three spot or the five spot had two hits and two RBIs. So he's a very odd player because he hasn't played the majority of the games. I believe he uh, played 12 out of 30 or 13 out of 31, something like that, and 13 out of 31, that's right. But every time that he plays, he's batting like two, three, four, five. Like he's batting middle of the order. So that shows the Red Sox confidence they have against lefties, him against lefties. And he's shown that he can do it. I believe he's batting 270 something against lefties uh, last night. Again, two hits, two RBIs. So Rob Ref Snyder knows his role, and he's kind of producing in his, his unique role. And it's good to see. I. I- I think he's hitting three kind of out of necessity just because they don't have enough righties. But, you know, I mean, this good, is a very lefty good job, team. Good job, Rob. Good job, Rob. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that the other day how this is a very lefty heavy team. Like, your best hitters are Verdugo, Devers, Yoshida. Lefties. Duran's been on fire. Lefty. Casas. Lefty. That's why, that's why Adam Duval was huge for this team because he was. That righty, but, righty bat who could hit lefties. That's why Justin Turner's here. That's why Rob Rapsteiner's hitting four for you. Um, but at the same time, Rafael Devers can hit anyone. Verdugo hits lefties very well. Yoshida is just an animal. So I think we're okay. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal, and they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D U G O U T. Go catch a ball game. The socks are fun. Go catch a game, kid. Uh, questions?
1: Do we have any questions? Le questions? I
0: with
1: that. How do you say cute?
0: questions in Spanish? Okay. Mm, preguntas. preguntas. I got Le them. Pre- preguntas?
1: Yeah. See. Si. si. Vamos. All right, let's run it. Um, how long do they stick with Casas? Forever. Yeah. A long time. Until Hopefully. until you
0: give until he gives you a real reason to not to, I think he this whole year, he's there. I don't
1: know. I agree. Until you have someone that can probably fill that spot. Well, that's true. Yeah, you don't. Who,
0: if you send Casas down, who's playing first base? Yeah, you get crap.
1: So let's not worry about it. Take the yep. potential over the proven poop. It's something <laughs> I always
0: say. <laughs> you know, Garrett's always saying that.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. Um, what's the lineup looking like in your opinion? Of Story and Duval are healthy. Ooh,
0: I think we talked about that last episode.
1: I think yeah. we did too. Or at least yeah. the last episode. I was oh on. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we said like Verdugo one, Story two, Raffy three, Turner four, or some Yoshi. I don't know.
1: Yeah, kind of got it, lost. Whatever there. it is,
0: it'll be a really deep lineup. It'll be insane. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Awesome. I wouldn't even hate story at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, a little seven-hole. Like, mm-hmm. like what Duran's doing. Yeah. Gives you a late lunch.
1: What do you think the outlook is for Chris Sale now that he's shown flashes for his old self?
0: Absolutely no clue. He's going to keep pitching.
1: We try you, every single podcast, my friend. <laughs> I don't you might know. as
0: well just go outside and scream to the clouds for an answer. Like You're just not going to get
1: anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is something that uh, I think we should mention. Um, what should Verdugo's new contract be like?
0: Yeah, so that's the problem. I guess not a problem, but that's the thing with Verdugo really playing well is now you get into yeah. talks about, do you extend him? What do you give him? Will they extend him? And so that is a good question. What What are you giving Alex Verdugo, realistically? I think last time this came up, I said uh, Andrew Benatendi type deal, five for 75, I think he might require more than that now. It's a lot more than that at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. What about a deal similar to Masataka Yoshida? Five for ninety. I could see that. I could even if he if he does what he does this year for the rest of the year, I could see them approaching a hundred million. Um, but like. Here, here, here you go again. This is a Bogarts type situation. There, there's a year left of arbitration next year. This offseason, you got to get it done. There's no excuse to not get it done this off season, because if you push it out, you're taking that risk again. You're rolling the dice. That's just not a game you want to play. Yeah, um, I think that he deserves an extension after this season he's kind of shown at least if he keeps this up the whole season, he's shown that he's worthy of an extension. Um, it probably would have been cool to assign him before that. He kind of went off this year, but I don't know. So the thing with him is he's 26 years old. So he probably will be looking for more than five years. I think maybe a six year deal. I think they would put, yeah. Um, well, he'll be 27 this month. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess six. Maybe you throw an opt out in there, but I hate opt outs because huh. ju- it's just fake years on a contract. Um, you give him 108 million for six. That's 18 million a year. I think that's kind of fair. Yeah, yeah, and that's really that's good value if he's gonna keep playing this way. I mean, he. Right now, not to compare them, but he's playing a lot better than Mookie Betts. Mookie's making double that, so who's that? What? Who's this who's this Mookie guy? This who's this that? mucky guy out in California. <laughs> Never heard of him. Anyways, next question.
1: All right. Any updates on any updates on Nick Decker this year? How's he progressing in single? Nick ad? Decker, friend oh. of the show. That's a funny question. I right? have no that's idea. I've been
0: looking at his stats a while back because no way. <laughs> yeah, because um obviously Nick Northcutt was a player to be named later in some trade. I forget what. And Nick Northcut is actually pretty good now. He's with uh, the Reds. Nick Decker in in uh Greenville. So that's advanced A. He's hitting oh, yeah. 12 games this year. He's hitting 111 yeah. with a home run and an RBI. You got ones across the board, batting 111, one homer, one RBI, one stolen base, and 36 at-bats. Nick Decker. Uh, you know what? We might as well check in on old Nick Northcutt. Um, he is in injured. He is injured. Yeah. For the Reds Woo. in double A. But his Jack Instagram is popping. Yeah. Look out. It's the lookouts.
1: When is Paxton going to be back in the rotation? He is making one more rehab start in AAA.
0: He's making (laughs) one more rehab start in AAA on Friday, and then presumably will come up after that. (laughs) So there you go.
1: There you have it. Excuse me. Yep. Um, Do you think the Red Sox will make a big trade at the trade deadline? No. 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 Bloom's not Not a trader. and we're not in the position for anything like that.
0: Don't have uh, room with the luxury tax, really. Oh, yeah? That may- they'll probably do what they normally do and make some small additions and maybe even some small subtractions. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. We'll see. I-, I saw people float around the idea of trading Adam Duvall at the deadline. Which Something is- like
1: that could be an interesting thing to do.
0: It would be it would be interesting. You could definitely see where it would happen because like he is what he'll be turning thirty five. I think in September he's old. Are are you really going to bring him back next year? It sucks because in the short amount of time he was here, he's become a fan favorite. But
1: yeah, could literally in like two weeks, out of him.
0: sneaky value and that is money coming off the books. If you wanted to add with a different trade, you would have a little more flexibility. True. I'm not saying that I want to trade Adam Duvall. That would suck. It's just possible. Right. Yeah, it's impossible. Grant keeps playing the way he he's playing. If he cements yeah. himself as the everyday center fielder, it makes a lot of sense. Yep.
1: It's also impossible to predict the record. It's also impossible to predict like if a team is going to be a good suitor for that that kind of player. Yeah, yeah we got um, like two months, three. Months. Or it's gonna, how good he is is another thing. Um, small yeah. sample size this year, so um. I, uh, will paxton contribute this year so once he once he comes back he'll I be here holding my i
2: don't know what he's gonna do pitch
1: yeah it could be too my, windy
0: and he breaks break something yeah no he could accidentally like grip a pencil wrong and breaks his hand so i don't know yeah don't expect um, anything out of james paxton yep keep your expectations on the floor
1: Cool. Um. When will Brazier finally be off this team, man? When pigs? I fly. don't know. Oh dude. wait,
0: have we? Caleb Ort. Caleb Ort <laughs> is no longer on your Boston Red Sox. He was sent <laughs> down to AAA. People are dancing in the streets, singing from the rooftops. The Ort man is gone, for the time being. Yeah, I don't know when Ryan Brazier's gonna go though. Uh, that will be a day. Uh, he's like a cockroach. You just can't kill him. He survives everything. I remember we DFA'd him last year. And I was like, bye-bye, Brazier. Let's go. He's gone. See you later, clown. And here he is, just right back staring at you. It's like the other day. I had a cockroach in my bathroom. I get him in a cup. I put him down the garbage disposal. I run that thing for a minute. I hear like, like grinding him up. And then we're just chilling. Five minutes later, he comes crawling right back up the garbage disposal, sits on the counter, and just stares at me like, hi, defeated you. That's Ryan Brazier.
1: Damn. All right. Um, <laughs> um, who would you rather bring back, Mookie or. I know it's supposed to say Bogey, but it reads like, who would you rather bring back, Mookie or Boogie? Um, anyway,
0: um, Boogie! Um, Mookie, actually. I love Xander. Mookie for real. I, I love yeah. Xander, but Mookie I miss a lot. I'd take Xander because he fits Wang. more with this team. Dude, Mookie's been playing shortstop. Put him at short. That is true. Mookie has been playing shortstop. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll take Mucky back. The Muckster.
1: <laughs> what do we do with Duran when Duval comes back? I think you're going to need question. him. I think you're going to need him. I think something's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to happen. That's the realistic answer, in my opinion. But,
0: I mean, right now, you about, don't have Adam Duval. So take it day by day. Right now, you got Duran playing. Take it day by day. Duvall comes back. What you could do potentially, potentially, is platoon them. Adam Duvall against lefties. Jaron Duran against righties. Maybe not Here's all the time. I was thinking helpful for just, a guy coming off the injury. Just came to me. So what if, I mean, what if you sit Turner and D.H. Duvall? I know uh, exactly where you're going with. No, D.H. Masataka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You could do that. Or like you sit Casas, you put Turner at first base, you DH uh, Yoshida, and then you have an outfield of uh, Verdugo, Duvall, Duran. That's pretty that good. That could be, that could and, be your best offense. Look, I mean, we're probably still six weeks out, so something's going to happen. You'd have to imagine. Baseball is yeah. so unpredictable. Yep, you, you can't you can't count your chickens before they hatch, especially in baseball.
1: Can't do it. Oh real. Oh real. What is your favorite Red Sox moment since you've been a fan? Probably
0: winning the World Series is
1: you This know podcast random? has a few good ones.
0: It just popped in my head. Mookie Betts' uh 13 pitch um, at bat where mm, he hit the homer. Was, was that a cool. grand
1: slam? yeah Grand Slam. I think I remember that
0: I, so vividly I, I had Against a j a game as that was going on I was following on my phone and I see like the thirteenth pitch in play runs so that's yeah. was, was a little anticlimactic for me no I remember watching it like watching it like fully locked on the TV like this dude what is happening right now he hits oh, the homer I start moment? jumping up and down and I go run find my dad and tell him what just happened. Shane Victorino grand slam game 6 Ooh. of the ALCS.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. That was that was sick. I mean there's also I mean the iconic David Ortiz homer into the bullpen. Yeah. There's Red Sox have had a lot That's of really good moments. Choice,
1: yeah, true. True. There was um like early in 2018 I was at a game with my dad and that was a really really nice moment. They put up like um in the 8th inning they scored like 9 runs or something like that. Um, Bogarts went sliding to the other team's dugout and hurt himself, but that was rough.
0: I remember that. My favorite that game.
1: Enough.
0: My favorite game that I've been to. I think I went when I went to the um, the Red Sox Yankees wild game in 2021. Oh yeah, that was the best game I've ever been to. Wait, you were there. Yeah, dude. I was there. How did I not know that? Uh what's his? Garrett Cole gets taken out. We're all waving bye to him. Like bye 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 bye. Uh, <laughs> that game was awesome. That was so. Fun. The walk
1: off we saw. The walk off we saw was fun too. Any walk like off, rainy. yeah, yep. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of good moments. All right. Why does our pitching suck so bad?
0: Why is everyone so hard on the pitching? Well, Every episode, he, it's like, why is our pitching suck?
1: Um, Nick Pavetta just gave up a home run like thirty seconds ago. Well, he needs uh, how many more hits to hit Jason's yeah. leg of the parlay? <laughs> True.
0: He's on his <laughs> um, way. He gave it up to Varshow. Varshow hit a homer yesterday too. Whatever. Yeah, It's fine. It's fine. No, I think our pitching's not that bad. Tanner Houck's been pretty good as long as he only goes two times for the rotation. Chris Sale had that good start. Corey Kluber is whatever. Um, Brian Bayo had a good start. Josh Winkowski has shown that he is a a weapon in the bullpen. Kenley Janser is one of the best closers in the game. John Schreiber's been good. Chris Martin's back. Cutter Crawford's been great out of the bullpen. I don't think our pitching's that bad, okay? You got Ryan Brazier. He sucks. Every night, the bullpen is just so thin. It's really tough. It's a depth thing. That's what I've been saying all along, is it's depth. It's not that we have bad players. It's just depth. We don't have it.
1: Early predictions. Do we make the playoffs? Um, And that's uh, coupled with another question. Do you think the Sox finish top three in the uh, division make the playoffs?
0: I think they'll have to finish top three in the division to make the playoffs.
1: I don't know if this team in the division that we're in has... No,
0: there are three... They can finish fourth and make it. Yeah, okay, never mind. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't want to commit to either way because I don't want to be wrong or jinx it or anything like that. It's it's May. But Enjoy the ride. Yeah, this is a team where I'm not even thinking about the playoffs. I'm just thinking about win the game tonight, win the series at hand right now, have some fun. I'm not thinking that far ahead right now. I don't think it's fair to.
1: Depth concerns me on a few positions um yep. middle infield uh bullpen depth if you're going to make the playoffs you need players that can uh help you with injuries players that can help you with when stuff goes wrong um so that's say say
0: line. you make the playoffs all right who's pitching game one for you who's the starter
1: Ethan kluber <laughs>
0: no yeah it's just not not something fun to think about so
1: let's not that's a fair point we gotta we gotta temper that back we're not yeah like we're not there yet yep um could we see jeter down soon (laughs) (laughs) how is he doing is i don't know if they're
0: serious Uh, or not (laughs) like that's either a really funny joke or someone's just like uh, is he just i i don't know probably a joke i don't even know what he's up to Um, i gotta i gotta look up the stats now um Guys, we have a simple solution. Regular season with the Washington Nationals. He's 0 for 1.
1: There you go.
0: Everybody calm down. I have the solution to our shortstop problem. Jeter Downs. He's our future. That's the same as saying Emmanuel (laughs) Valdez. Oh, he's hitting. And Jeter Downs is hitting 105 in AAA. There you go.
2: Um.
1: Who's been the best guy in the bullpen so far?
0: I mean, it's Kenley. Win- yeah, yeah.
1: closer.
0: But Winkowski, Winkowski I think Winkowski. Um like I get it technically Cutter Crawford too. I really I, I can't give Winkowski enough credit for what he's been doing, though. He's been he got a save last night. He's been put in high leverage spots, and he's been delivering. His yeah, blown save doesn't count because of Kike Hernandez is Awful fielding, he's been electric, and I don't think anyone even thought about him on this team at the beginning of spring training. And here he is, as one of our best relievers. So, all the all the credit in the world to Josh Winkowski,
1: yeah. And, um, that is all of our questions, guys.
0: All right, there you I go. thought
1: that was pretty well. Good questions, everyone. Thank you so much for yep. submitting them. I, like I love reading
0: downs. Questions, funny.
1: Um, no, that's kind of funny. I, I, I guess I understand how he could have missed that happening. Um, he's been I, a very insignificant part of the team for a long time.
0: Yeah. All right. I want to watch the Sox because uh, yeah, this got me it. fired up to watch them. So any, any more thoughts before we close it out here?
1: Thank you guys for listening, as always. And thank you guys for recording with me. Love you all very much.
0: All right. That'll yeah. do it for the In and Out podcast. We will. Uh, oh, who are we playing next? Real quick, the Phillies. The Phillies super quick, ah, the Phillies. That's a fun one. They're in Philly playing the Phillies in Philly, and the Braves in Bra- in Atlanta. In we're Braves. playing the Braves. Playing the Braves in Brave. Uh, we're playing the. Yeah. So those are some two. Good NL East teams that we'll be facing off against the Braves are insane, so I don't know how that'll go. That's a two game series. But yeah, three games against the Phillies. We've got two more games against the Blue Jays. You have tonight's game. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yay, we win! Oh, we lose. I don't know, because this is recorded before that. And you're gonna listen to it after that. So and then we have another game tomorrow against the Blue Jays to finish up the series. So it's Gosman. We're not winning that one. Not looking forward. He dominates us. Yeah. All right. He's gonna throw a perfect game. <laughs> yeah, Gosman, perfect game! Woo! That'll do right. it Look for this week's Love episode. See you next time on the Gonzaga Podcast.